Three Dog Thursday on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network of Shows is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted parlays to live in-game odds in every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today and get a $500 risk-free sports bet by downloading the WinBet app now or visit winbet.com to start winning today. That's W-Y-N-N-Bet.com to get a $500 risk-free bet from us at Sports Gambling Podcast Network. We're also brought to you in part by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Check out the new PropSwap.com and use the promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. We're also brought to you in part by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is DFS simplified. Head over to PrizePicks.com, use the promo code SGP, get a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. And we're brought to you by Better Fantasy. Better Fantasy is a new free-to-play app that lets you sync your fantasy football league and bet on the head-to-head matchups. Download the app today or just head to betterfantasy.com slash SGPN. That's better, B-E-T-T-O-R, fantasy.com slash SGPN. And we're also brought to you in part by SoBet. Sign up and bet against your friends and join the social betting revolution at SoBet.io. That's SoBet.io. And we're also brought to you in part by the SGPN app. Just enter SGPN in the App Store or the Google Play Store to download it today. Football fans, it's time to go on the record for this week's matches in pro and college football with just one catch. We're only interested in underdogs. Who can keep it close if not pull the outright upset? Time to find out. It's Three Dog Thursday. Now here's your host, TJ Reed. Well, welcome in. We are back. Twas the week before the Turkey Day holiday. Glad to have you with us here on the only digital radio show and podcast that loves to focus on those guys that aren't given much of a chance. Usually the road team, the team with a plus next to their name, the underdoggies in college football and the NFL. I am merely the somewhat lucid host. I've got special guests coming straight ahead to help handicap, dissect, and talk some college football, NFL, and from the underdog point of view. In fact, straight ahead, Ryan Kramer will be here. My guys from the Sports Gambling Podcast, love me some Ryan Kramer. Love me some Sean Green, Colby Dance, Sports Gambling Podcast, Sports Gambling Podcast Network of Shows. Despite the fact, because I can already see him off stage, that Kramer's got on an Eli Manning jersey, I will allow him on the podcast and the video because I am repping on the video the B-U-C-C-A-N-E-E-R-S. Go Bucks! Despite the Buccaneers faltering, no showing, whatever you want to call it, against the Washington football team. Uh, I should have a black armband on after that performance this past weekend. Anyway, Ryan Kramer with us momentarily. The guy you want to stay tuned for, and we have him off in the wings in the distance for the no-huddle underdogs, is our buddy T.C. Martin in Las Vegas. T.C., once again, he had the Washington football team against my Bucks last week. TC has now successfully picked 11 out of 12 underdogs on this show. 
in the in the what uh 10 weeks that we've been on here usually it's one per week but he had a week where he went three for three so he is 11 for 12 tc martin will kick off the no huddle underdogs later on stand by that's a tease we bait your breath for that one reminder one bit of housekeeping however you found this show social media link whether you found it through the Sports Gambling Podcast, network of shows, sportsgamblingpodcast.com, subscribe. We come your way on Thursday. People have already been asking, what about Thanksgiving? Show will be there for Thanksgiving morning next week. It's Three Dog Thursday. Cluck, cluck, gobble, gobble. How can it not be there on Thursday? It will be there next Thursday. If you subscribe, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, et cetera, the show comes automatically to you. Here's a little, here's a little hint. I'll whisper this. We'll release the show next Wednesday night for Thanksgiving. It's out early. Before you have to endure, if you have kids, the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade on TV, you can be listening to Three Dog Thursday on Wednesday night and even Thursday morning, whatever the case is. That'll be for next week. That's if you're subscribed. You get it automatically to you. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Find us, search us, subscribe to us, follow us. We love all of that. Without further delay, he is here he is ready to impart wisdom on underdogs. He is Ryan Kramer, Sports Gambling Podcast, and the site and the empire that he and Sean have built in Southern California. Hola, my friend. How are you? Hola. Happy uh, happy Tom Brady versus the Giants week. Yeah. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. Yes. Yes, indeed. And, of course, the Giants own the two Super Bowl wins. I'll get that out of the way before you remind me of that. <laughs> Monday night football coming right here in Tampa Bay coming up. So we've got much to discuss on that as well as all the other dogs. How have things been going on the show? You guys have been rocking along as well in the Sports Gambling Podcast, killing it. Uh, with And again, they go over everything on their show, not just the underdog angle, obviously, but you guys have been killing it uh, throughout the football seasons for college and the NFL. Things are good. Things are good, TJ. Uh, you'd be proud. Sean and I have been throwing out some big doggies as well and hitting Obviously, it's been a fun year. Um, you know, the public did well early. It seems like that's come crashing uh, home lately. The dogs are are, are on fire. Uh, and they really, full season, you look at the numbers, TJ. This uh, We're seeing both road teams and dogs well above 500. So it, it's it's certainly a season where we can uh, fade fade that home uh, that home sauce. And with all these new people entering the sports gambling ranks, perhaps we're just fading the public. Yeah, that's a good idea, too. And I believe I saw in the NFL, we'll talk more NFL in a couple of minutes, college football first. It was nine, nine underdogs covered last week, or at least I would, the Lions did cover in the overtime game with the Steelers. So I think it was nine out of the 14 that were played last weekend. So in any event, uh, we're anxious to see uh, what's going to happen this weekend in the NFL. That's for sure. Let's begin with college football. You and I have a couple of thoughts uh, before we get into all of this. My God, the coaching carousel. You can't even keep up with this. First of all, Ryan is a Virginia Tech guy, in addition to being a New York Giants guy. Less than heartbroken that my man, Justin Fuente, the former Memphis coach, he left to go to Virginia Tech. He's now out at Virginia Tech. But when you look at Washington has fired, uh, this is the Huskies, have fired Jimmy Lake. LSU's already dispatched Ed Orgeron. USC dumped Clay Helton weeks ago. Uh, it, it appears to be a matter of time before Miami is going to come open with Manny Diaz. They lost to Florida State last week. There are some jobs open, my friend, right now on the carousel, just real quick. 
And and really, when you look at it, a lot of these guys, they were known as recruiters. They were viewed as commodities because their ability to get the talent on campus. And, you know, specifically in my case with Virginia Tech, Fuente didn't recruit that well. And then when he got the players there, didn't develop them well either. And that's really the story for all of these coaches. Jimmy Lake got a bit of a short end there, but it seemed like they wanted him out. But coming back to Fuente... You know, you look at uh, his his story, his narrative, and it looks a lot like what Virginia Tech did with basketball, bringing in Buzz Williams, kind of a stepping stone guy, a hot, you know, a hot candidate, someone who's going to elevate the program. Unfortunately, Buzz, it worked out, elevated the program. He moved on for football. Fuente didn't know. Not, not only did he not elevate the program, he destroyed it. Uh, they're no longer a team that's competing uh, for ACC championships. They're they're a they're a middling, if not below average, Power Five team. So, look, good riddance. I've heard his name come up in the TCU talk. Fuente is just a guy. I mean, all you have to know is he chose Braxton Burmeister over Hendon Hooker, and look what Hendon Hooker is doing for Tennessee right now in the SEC. So, uh, I'm I'm so happy. I thought this day would come December 10th when the buyout drops all the way to seven and a half million, but it looks like they met in the middle. Got it off. Now the new coach can focus on the early recruiting class, and they won't be behind that. So, yeah, as a Virginia Tech fan, I'm stoked. I'm a little nervous about the game this weekend. It is Miami week. We do hate Miami. But some of the players seem like they liked Fuente. And I don't know how to handicap. Can they come out and win the game on the money line? Absolutely. But can they just be sad that their coach is gone? That too. So I'm a little nervous for that spot. That's true, and and we've so we've already seen these situations a couple of times with the coach being gotten rid of. I, I was involved in the Oklahoma Texas Tech game on national radio, uh, where Texas Tech had fired Matt Wells, the coach, on Monday. And our theory, we were selling this as part of the game broadcast, was were they going to play harder for Sonny Cumbie, the interim coach, the offensive coordinator? That lasted about three or four series, and then Oklahoma freight trained them. So you just don't know, to your point, on what Virginia Tech will look like with an interim coach, et cetera. One more on that. I promise we're going to get to picking games in a moment and the, and the underdog picks. Um, I guess the best way to ask it, ideally, who would you want to see or what type of coach do you want to see at Virginia Tech? You know, I, I, I've said this on our show, on the Sports Gambling Podcast, I'm not ready to commit a name but I'll say this. I want someone who wants to be there. I think, you know, going back to the example of Buzz Williams, the next hire, Mike Young, coming over from Wichita State, like a guy that – or I'm sorry, Wofford, a guy that wanted to be there, a guy that wants to elevate that program and doesn't have aspirations to move on. I think the other key thing that they made the mistake on the football side – is Virginia Tech was great because they owned the state of Virginia for recruiting. They brought in Fuente. He tried to recruit all over the nation, Texas, Florida. And sure, maybe that's how you get a program all the way to the top. But I don't know if Virginia Tech aspires to be all the way to the top. I think where they were was just fine. And so I would say this. Probably I don't want Shane Beamer. I think Shane Beamer is a fun name. His name rhymes with Frank Beamer. Uh, may also be his son, uh, but <laughs> he also hasn't done much as a head coach. Right. He's gotten a lot right. of good experience, but it's almost like maybe he's the next guy. Like if the next guy doesn't work out, but yeah, I I, I would I would love to get someone uh, from a from an FCS power. Like so I'm literally like I want to dip into someone who's built a strong program and isn't necessarily going to be running off to talk to Baylor or running off to talk to the next hot job. What about the Coastal Carolina guys, Jamie Chadwell, right? I mean, what about him? Because he's had success now the last couple of years, built that program up. Is that somebody in that mold? You'd be fine with that? I see you nodding on video. 
I want someone who has a thing that they're good at. And, you know, obviously we see with the offensive prowess and to build a, a program like Coastal Carolina up is pretty impressive. But if you gun to my head, I'd, I want a defensive guy. I, I want someone who's going to come in and like part of being a Virginia Tech fan was knowing that Bud Foster was going to have that defense ready. And, and, you know, the offenses would rise and, and fall, but the defense was there. So I feel like the most sturdy programs are built on a, a still built on defense, maybe dating myself, but would love to see a defensive mind come in. But obviously a guy like any sort of mid-major program builder who isn't, isn't building their reputation purely on a player or two, I would guess I would worry a little bit about him, his success coming with one quarterback because Fuente was the same way with Paxton Lynch, a first round pick who, you know, he also still gets credit for Andy Dalton as well. But I think sometimes you can develop a great player and it was because that player was great. Not because you're a great coach. That's uh, it's a good point. Paxton Lynch from my Memphis Tigers. And you make a couple of other good points about defensive minded coaches. How did it work out for Georgia hiring Kirby smart? It doesn't work out all the time. How's it worked out right now for Baylor off the upset of Oklahoma with Dave Aranda. So you can look into these and, and maybe see something there. That's a perfect segue for three dog Thursday purposes. He says negative ghostwriter on Shane Beamer as a Virginia tech coach, but you're going to hone right in on Shane Beamer and South Carolina as a doggy this weekend with Auburn, tell me more. I mean, I think, you know, his name is going to be mentioned because his name, as I said earlier, rhymes with Beamer. And of course, he's a name that's got to be discussed. I don't think Virginia Tech is all that interested in a coach like him, someone who's pretty novice uh, to the coaching ranks. And I don't think he's interested, to be honest. Why would he be? He's in the SEC. We see the way the Hunger Games of college football is working. You want to be in the SEC. And so he's already there. So what better way to show, hey, I'm committed to this program than have his guys ready for a night spot against an Auburn team, no Bo Nix. Uh, what, what can you expect from their offense? What can you expect from this team? Alabama on deck next week. Yep. Obviously, massive look-ahead spot. They're just playing the lowly Gamecocks here. Could Shane Beamer build this program back up like Spurrier had it uh, in years past? Maybe. I don't know, but I think he's committed to it. So if this is the game where we can see if his players are committed to him, because I think if they come out and play hard, this game is ripe for the cover. And I love love the plus 250, plus 240 on the money line, because again, it's a night game in the SEC with an Auburn team that why do we think they're good? What have they done that makes you believe this is a good team? They play a little bit of defense, and Bo Nix made some great plays. Bo Nix isn't there, and I know some people like Colby, host of the College Experience, has said Bo Nix doesn't matter. I still think in a road game at night, in a game where your motivation might be a little leveled off because you have Alabama on deck, and you bet your ass they were working on a little bit of Alabama this week in practice. So sure. love the love the letdown spot, love the price, and uh, yeah, I mean obviously plus seven and a half is great, but let's go plus two fifty on the money line. He likes the money line also for South Carolina primetime game with Auburn and of course Nick's had the ankle surgery so he's out for the remainder of the year and what a collapse forget about Nick's and the injury what a collapse last week at home where Mississippi State came back from 28-3 down or 28 whatever it was down at least at least three scores uh, to win in the second half and is that a hangover carry over whatever kind of over you want to call it for the Auburn Tigers for this week okay so I'm looking at the SMU Mustangs as an underdog with Cincinnati. And I want to morph this into your opinion about Luke Fickle's Bearcats. 
they are winning. They deserve to be in the college football playoff conversation. I have said over and over again consistently, I believe if they finish undefeated, they will be in the four. They're up high enough, and the road win at Notre Dame should be worth enough. But I think you got to be very concerned if you're if you're a Cincinnati fan right now that they have just lived too dangerously on the high wire, uh, had problems putting uh, Tulsa away at the end of that game two weeks ago. Last week, it was a back-and-forth second half with USF, who's bad. I'm in Tampa. USF is not very good, and they hung with them. Am I crazy? You want to warn me off about SMU taking on Cincinnati here and getting some points for uh, Sonny Dykes' team, what what do you think here? Am I nuts on this one, even though Cincinnati unbeaten and everything to play for? The number worries me. And I think since the, the case for Cincinnati is simply this is one of their last spots. Like, they have a couple opportunities here with a, you know quality mid-majors to get a couple more wins in the bag that people are watching. It's not fair, but obviously people are favoring wins now more than wins later. So a blowout against SMU is certainly something they could put in that uh, as a feather in that playoff cap because I'm not as confident as you that this team is in regardless. When I hear people talk about how it's a good loss for Notre Dame uh, because they lost to Cincinnati – and using that in the context of saying why Notre Dame may be ranked ahead of Cincinnati. Of course. Of course. I, I, I hear in my head the, the, the original argument against the playoff, which is the entire regular season is the playoff. Every week matters. Uh, look, I think since he, at this point, if they didn't already know it, they have to run up the score. So the case against is you're going to get a very motivated Cincinnati team. Maybe they were looking ahead to this spot last week. Uh, but I like your angle because SMU is a team that can play. And if you look at the way Cincinnati struggled, they've struggled in some areas that I think SMU can exploit. I think one of the areas, SM, the fact that Cincinnati hasn't been able to play bully ball with some of these teams in their conference is alarming. And I think if we see if we see them come out and the offensive line fails to kind of get a push, I think SMU is a very live dog here. And I think you're going to know pretty early in this game what we're looking at. I don't see this as a backdoor type situation. I think SMU wins this on the money line or they get rolled, honestly. Interesting. One extreme or the other. It's an 11-point line. SMU 5-0 and as an underdog this year on the covers. Uh, in fact, actually 5-1. and one. The one they blew is the one that I had where Houston ran the kickoff back in the final 30 seconds oh, oh, that, after they horrible. made the great comeback, should have been in overtime with a horrible. chance to win, and they give up the kickoff return in the final 30 seconds for a touchdown. That's the only non-cover as the doggy. They're 5-1. and one. And for Cincinnati again here, uh, they've had a couple of other games where they they uh, they did not put the game away. The Tulane game is another one that comes to mind recently. Everybody's going to throw rocks at them. I just think SMU can hang in as a large underdog. We'll see if I take that officially later on in the show. I just wanted Ryan's opinion. But yeah, I love all the the hypocrisy, the double speak, like like Michigan State beats Michigan. And so every rationale is, well, Michigan is a better team metrically on all the papers. So, so disregard the head-to-head victory. But by the same token, Oregon is behind Ohio State in every metric. The only thing that's got Oregon in the playoff is a win at Ohio State. So we're valuing that win. Okay, I get that. We very much want – I'm monopolizing this. Feel free to jump in just a second. We very much want Notre Dame in the playoff. Never mind that Cincinnati beat Notre Dame for their only loss at Notre Dame because that doesn't really matter because we're trying to keep Cincinnati out. 
the bottom line is, Ryan, they want us to do what we're doing. They want us to discuss it. They yeah. want us to argue. They want us to fight because it it increases the viewership and the interest and the popularity. It fuels the whole end of the year for the sport. I've said enough. Fire away, please. Well, no, I, I get I, I get how it creates the conversation, but you know what else creates conversation? March Madness. And that's that that's there, there's a whole bunch of automatic bids there for winning your conference and for allowing the regular season to matter. I, I've been playing a lot a lot of sports my entire life, and the first tiebreaker in a situation where two teams are tied has always been head to head matchup, always. And and we in cases where we have head to head matchup, the fact that we're able to extend the conversation beyond that and talk about. Like in, in, in the context of Cincinnati, they don't have a great uh, strength of schedule against, but they beat Notre Dame. And then when you talk about Notre Dame, they don't have a great schedule uh, uh, either, uh, but they have a really strong loss. And it's like you have this moment of like, I, I feel like I'm taking Will Ferrell and Zoolander going with the I feel like I'm taking crazy pills right now because <laughs> exactly. it, it's it's literally like the most illogical way to approach the issue. I mean, it's fine, right? Like we just want to put the teams in that are going to draw the most interest and draw like if we can all agree this is run by a TV company and the TV company wants to have the best ratings for the games. And so, yeah, they're going to manipulate some shit because it's subjective. You can't like really get that mad because that's the system. Right. Now, if we expand, do I want to see us get to a place where there's automatic bids? Yes, because then it will take some of this out. Like Alabama, for example, should be disadvantaged if they lose their own conference. Like that to me seems like something you would want to use as a, a nugget against why a team might not deserve to play in the playoff, right? They already lost a playoff. So yeah, I mean, it, it's fun to argue about. I get why it works. I just, I'm, I'm so the reason if everyone wants to like focus their energy on why we should hate Texas right now, it's because they've delayed the actual college football playoff from expanding, which is what everyone wants, right? We want to see more teams. We want to see the chance for more chaos. It's not that the chaos is going to happen. We might still have Alabama and Georgia and Ohio state and Oklahoma as the final four, whoever, but we want the chance for chaos. That's why March madness is great. And that's what makes me so crazy. It's like college. You don't think people would watch more college college football playoff games you idiots like where do you come on well, tj you're they, in the industry people would I love think, that shit i think they want it and i think they want it as much as possible to have a 12 team playoff and have it expand uh but by the same token that only having the four means there's arguing we would not be arguing <laughs> over cincinnati and arguing over michigan michigan state and arguing over is oklahoma still a playoff team or not because they would all be in in a 12 team playoff right now so but we would argue about that. 16 and 17 that's right <laughs> whatever else the it next is here the lower the lower tier we would argue about that's the voice of ryan kramer sports gambling podcast uh he's at kramer centric on twitter also at gambling podcast he and sean green on twitter uh facebook tiktok instagram any other social media uh, app as well and sports gambling podcast.com Give me another college underdog before we spar over your Giants and my Buccaneers on Monday Night Football because I know you're going there. College doggy number two, what do you like? Well, you brought up the other side of this look ahead, and that's Navy versus or ECU. East Carolina has Cincinnati on deck. If you know much about East Carolina, which I, I unfortunately do, uh, sharing close quarters with Colby Dant, uh, for, for a lot of time, ECU hates Cincinnati. This is a massive game for ECU. Yep. They are certainly looking ahead. 
in a spot where they are on the road, uh, you know, a middling Vegas doesn't really know to do with this spot spread. I'm not even going to look at the spread. Just go straight to the money line because this Navy team is going to win outright. The, the number one thing you can't do against the triple option team is look past them because they will eat you up. And I think that's what's going to happen here. I think Navy has shown uh, coming off a year where they didn't practice tackling and they weren't too good that they have gotten much better now this year <laughs> practicing tackling, uh, practicing with tackling. So I'm going to go to Navy. Uh, I've seen this as high as plus 180 on the money line. Uh, love them to win this game outright as East Carolina is looking ahead for a big matchup against Cincy. And again, they're one of those teams in the category that hung in Navy with Cincinnati, only lost 27-20, played well in the yeah. second half of that game, beat Tulsa recently. Yes, they were beaten by Notre Dame in their last game, but no shame in that. And that triple option can create problems. So he is going midshipman for underdog number two and pair them up with South Carolina up and down the eastern seaboard. Stay up the eastern seaboard and go to New York. The Giants and the Buccaneers. Again, for those not seeing on video, Ryan is clad in the Eli Manning number 10 giant blue jersey. That's not the Super Bowl. I don't see the Super Bowl patch on that jersey. I figured you'd bring that out because Eli has two wins over Tom Brady in the Super Bowl, but you didn't bring that out. So I already know where you're going with the Giants off the bye week, coming to Tampa Bay, getting what, 10 and a half, 11 points, all the way to Monday night football. You got to wait all the way to Monday night as we release the podcast on Thursday. All right, sound off. Preach more about the G-Men real quick. So, you know, the case against, just starting real quick, is teams off a bye have not been good this year. It's not been the best situation to be coming off a bye. Now, last week, what did we see? Pittsburgh coming off a bye? That that didn't work out all that well for them. And on the course of the season, I believe uh, it's 4-10 and 10 against the spread. So starting the right bu- there, and not the, Bucks the best. the were off the bye, as was Washington. So they were both off the bye and somebody had to win. But the Bucks looked like they were still on bye for the first half at the country club or whatever, whatever that was in the first half. And then they realized, oh, crap, it's a game. So it's a good point that the bye week has not been kind to some of the teams that you would expect to win. Continue. And, and my apologies. That was Detroit off the bye. They looked all right. Seattle was the other team off the bye. Didn't look all that good. I, I think – I don't know if it's just the season or what, but it, it seems logical that maybe having some time off um, puts your team kind of out of sync with the restriction on how much we can practice and all that good stuff. So you can almost explain your way into it. Uh, I think just purely this Giants team is strangely still very together and very um, cohesive, and they seem very excited for this matchup, like very dialed in. They were talking about it two weeks ago before the bye week. Uh on top of that, their defense has kind of crescendoed to a point where their advanced analytics numbers are putting them in the top 10 overall in defenses. And I look on the other side of the field and I see a Tampa team that I think you can beat deep. And we saw it last year in the Bucks giants matchup. Danny Dimes didn't connect on those, but he had deep shot after deep shot against this defense that you're not going to be able to run on very successfully. So the case for the points is pretty simple. I think So many people are running to the window right now, driving this price up because Tom Brady off of two losses now. Tom Brady is definitely going to bounce back. Well, what if the bounce back element of Tom Brady was more about Bill Belichick and getting the team to calm down and figure it out? Sure, some guys were out. You're getting a little healthier down there in Tampa. 
I like the Giants' pass defense's chances against Tom Brady. I like their chances to confuse Tom Brady in the same way that they looked against Patrick Mahomes in the same way that Washington played Tom Brady last week. So my concern really is the running game. Fournette could get loose. Not the best matchup for this Giants team. But with the way that the, they're talking in Giants land, I, I, I'm shocked that this number is still so big because the defense is playing better. And I think the offense for the Giants is getting very healthy. And as you know, TJ, uh, although the media hasn't been all over it, the Giants offensive weapons haven't exactly been playing together this year. So assuming they cannot be rusty coming off the bye week, I don't necessarily, necessarily mind fading the public narrative of Tom Brady is just going to fix everything. Uh, I think Bradbury can do things to Mike Evans, much like some of the stuff that the players in the past couple weeks have done to him, especially Latimer. And I think once you take him out of the game, is Godwin 100%? Is Brown 100%? Will Gronk be back? Because it seems like that's what's missing, is having that second reliable thing when Evans gets taken away. So I trust the Giants. I trust the power of Eli's energy. I trust the fact that maybe maybe Tom Brady was focused on this game last week, and that's why he let down against the Washington football team. But I absolutely expect this Giants team to cover. They've been playing close games. I think they're going to play this one close. Can they get over the edge and win the game? It's going to take Jason Garrett playing aggressively. It's going to take them being play, playing to win the game. And currently, they play a lot to not lose the game, and that's why they cover these uh, small these large spreads in losses. So I love them on the number. Of course, I'm going to sprinkle the money line. TJ, the last time the Bucks were plus 400, or uh, the Giants were plus 400 against Tom Brady. Hmm, how'd that work out for me? Not too bad have. in 2008 uh, for an undefeated Patriots team. I got to stand up. I got to fly the flag, the Buccaneer flag here for just Please a couple do. of a uh, couple of uh, nuggets. They have been a at least a nine point favorite now three times at home this year with Atlanta, with the Miami Dolphins, and then uh, most recently with the Chicago Bears three for three on decisive uh. covers. Now the Atlanta game, they poured it on in the fourth quarter to get the number covered. The other two were runaways in the second half. Uh, Brady highly motivated at, at, and we don't know we, we uh, released the podcast on Thursday you and I are talking on Wednesday afternoon we don't know Buccaneer injury status as you mentioned with Antonio Brown and with Rob Gronkowski the Bucks have got to get defensive backs healthy they have not had healthy defensive backs really since the first game of the season they have mixed and matched a different lineup every week especially at DB so we'll see if they can maybe get Sean Murphy bunting back. Not a household name, but he's a starter. Hasn't played since week one when he hurt his elbow against the Cowboys. Richard Sherman is apparently out, and I don't know that Richard Sherman's not done for the year with the leg injuries. they got to move on from that. Is Saquon Barkley playing in this game? Ryan and I don't know that. The Giants are resuming practice. Can he play off the badly sprained ankle and off the bye week? We don't know that answer. So a lot of injuries that we don't know. I, I do know this, that the Buccaneers now have been listening for the last two weeks with the loss to the Saints, the bye week, and now the loss uh, to Washington. The same thing they listened to last November, which is, hey, great story with Brady, and it, you know it worked well for a Super Bowl win, but now they're finished. Let's see if he's motivated. Let's see if they lock back in. I am concerned, like you said, about the Giants' defense and the way it's played. And once Brady threw that interception last week in the second quarter and overthrew Mike Evans, he wasn't looking downfield much more yeah. after that. I don't know if that'll be the case Monday night. It's very intriguing, and we got a long time to wait to find out one more time, Ryan, until Monday night. 
Yeah, and one one other injury to point out. I think uh, Barkley, honestly, the way Booker's been playing, I think it's going to be great to have him back. But I don't think it's as critical as maybe that we'll make it because he's a star player. To me, the big the big news is Andrew Thomas coming back. Left tackle. The team was really Daniel Jones trusts him, and he looks so much better when Andrew Thomas is in there protecting him. You saw it. The fumbles came back. The bad turnovers came back because Andrew Thomas has been out. So Andrew Thomas coming back, I think, is the big thing against that pass rush. Uh, and and honestly, like if I if I was going to make one bold prediction, I think we could see a game where Danny Dimes comes out and it's going to be a combination of Galladay, Kadarius Tony, we Sterling Shepard, all of these guys healthy for the first time. Evan Ingram with confidence with a nice touchdown catch before the bye week. That will be the difference because, like you said, the defensive backs for the Bucks have been the problem. So. If there is one massive advantage for the Giants' offense, it's the passing game. So we'll see if Andrew Thomas can be the one to enable that back. I'm just going to clap back on one more thing, too, because I've watched them a couple of times now. Uh, Let's hope during the bye week that the Giants at least look like they've worked on the two-minute offense on the no huddle and the clock management because a couple of times they look like we don't even practice this. And that's advantage Buccaneers if that's the case and it's a close game, et cetera, et cetera. We'll see. Uh, anyway, it is worth noting. I was right down there at field level. I'm going to put a smile on your face two years ago when Daniel Jones on the quarterback draw scored on fourth down, Ryan Kramer, on a fourth down, scored in the red zone on a quarterback draw to put them in the lead. Uh, people forget Jameis Winston completed a long pass. They got the clock stopped. They had a field goal to win, and Matt Gay, the kicker, missed it. And it's one of the reasons why he's out in Tampa Bay, was missing makeable and, and winning game uh, field goals. But in any event, that was the game two years ago, so at least Daniel Jones has a positive a memory in Raymond James Stadium of having won a game. We'll see. Just factor all of that in for Monday night. We spent a lot of time on it, but again, it's the defending world champs, and it's the team that's had the mojo against him in the Super Bowl a couple previous times, even if it's a different coaching staff and not Eli Manning coming up uh, for this one. So we'll see how it goes, but we know where, where Ryan's allegiance lies. And to bring it back all the way to the beginning, one fun uh, name we can throw in the hat for the Virginia Tech job would be uh, one of the more famous alumni, Mr. Bruce Arians. Feel, feel free to come home. You got your Super Bowl. Now let's go win a national championship in Blacksburg. Uh, I think the only thing he's doing after this is getting on his boat and raising a glass if he's not coaching the Bucks anymore. Uh, that's uh, that's the Coach B.A. We love him. We love the honesty. We love the guys from the Sports Gambling Podcast. I plug away one more time for Sean Green, Ryan Kramer. Sports Gambling Podcast is rocketing up the charts on uh, on podcasting. We're trying to ride the coattails. Check these guys out. Multiple shows every week. We love the Sports Gambling Podcast network of shows where you get everything from college sports, MMA, golf, horse racing, NBA, fantasy, boxing that we do, all of it on the Sports Gambling Podcast network and on the app. So we're plugging away for everything, Ryan, but they need to be on board with the SGPN app and on the network of shows because it is a buffet of whatever you would want. Right, my friend? I, and right now, the NBA Gambling Podcast is ra- ramped back up. We got NBA. Uh, obviously, golf goes all year round. Soccer is uh, Champions League. We got Olympic qualifier or World Cup qualifiers. And then, yeah, like you said, we cover everything else from boxing, MMA. Boxing's um, got a world welterweight title fight this weekend in Las Vegas. Terrence Crawford, let's go. Sean Porter, if you want boxing, we got that too, right? 
we got that and and uh newest show on the fee or on the network is uh, we got a little hockey going on the hockey gambling podcast so if you're uh you're looking to pick up a new sport maybe you're not doing well in the nfl this year we got hockey covered for you hone in on that as well my friend much love for ryan kramer great stuff even if you are in a giants jersey i appreciate you hopping on board on three dog thursday good luck with the underdogs as again he's got two of them in college south carolina and navy and then i will mumble he's got the giants on monday night against my buccaneers and the 11 points on monday night football my friend be well uh, I don't know that I'll get to talk to you at least formally before the Thanksgiving holiday. Get enough uh, calories and enough nutrients and enough food and enough football for that week. Promise me I get to catch up with you again when it gets good in December. I look forward Let's to that, it. my friend. Let's do it. And as we say uh, on the East Coast, TJ, worst of luck to you on Monday. And we will continue on Three Dog Thursday. Much more, including the No Huddle Underdogs and Mr. Red Hot TC Martin still to come. But first, we're brought to you by our friends at WinBet. Are you ready to win money and boost your odds? Well, WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. And we're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. You've got exclusive rewards right at your fingertips. Get in on all the favorite teams, the players, the sports. We've got the NFL starting up soon. Uh, Major League Baseball is ongoing. You've got the golf. You've got the MMA. Uh, Pretty soon the NBA will be back. The NHL will be back. College football and more. Great promos, odds, and payouts from boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport. We have what you need with WinBet. If you're ready to play, sign up today. Get a special offer. Get a risk-free $500 bet from us at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network by just downloading and using our promo code SGPN. Download the WinBet app. Visit wynnbet.com. That's wynnbet.com to find out more right now. If you're ready to play, if you're ready to win, they're the premier sports betting experience. Download, bet, and win with WinBet. And we're brought to you by the guys at PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. PropSwap always has the best odds because you're buying directly from other bettors just like yourself. You see a bet you like, but you think the price is too high, submit a bid for a price that you think is fair and then buy it. Use our promo code SGP on your first deposit and PropSwap will double it up to 500 bucks. Double the cash means double the odds. And if you love sports betting, you need to be using PropSwap. Every ticket purchased on PropSwap can be resold at any time. So your bet doesn't have to win to make money. It just needs to improve. Thousands of bettors across the country are shopping for tickets on PropSwap every day. Get started today. Go to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. Prop Swap, where America buys and sells sports bets. And we're brought to you in part by Better Fantasy, the new free-to-play app that lets you sync your fantasy football league and bet on matchups. You can cash out for gift cards when your bet hits and even help raise money for charity along the way. They're a brand new company. They're looking to grow their adopter community. It's a slick, fun app to use. And one of the reasons why we love it here at SGPN is prop betting. So if you're in a state that hasn't legalized gambling yet, you can get in some prop bets on Better Fantasy. It's totally free to play. Down Download it for the iPhone or for Android. Check them out on the web, betterfantasy.com slash SGPN. Again, spell it B-E-T-T-O-R, betterfantasy.com slash SGPN.
And we're brought to you by our friends at Prize Picks. Have you heard about Prize Picks and the daily fantasy that they have made easy? You're going to love it if you just check it out. It is free to customize your sport and give you some under and overs that you like for the upcoming week as well. Prize Picks has the best NBA DFS prop game on the market, and Prize Picks offers more NBA props than any other DFS prop operator and offers superstar players as well as bench players only recording a handful of minutes every game. They offer any prop you can think of yardage touchdowns in football interceptions thrown three pointers block shots whatever in basketball on and on and any users that deposit right now on prize picks and use our promo code sgp get a 100 instant deposit match up to a hundred dollars again pick two to five players pick an under over on their projection went up to 10 times the amount of your entry it is you against the projected number with prize picks again use the award-winning app in the app store the google play store the entries can be made in 60 seconds or less it is easy to sign up and to get in with prize picks and again use our promo code sgp get a hundred percent instant deposit bonus match up to $100, go to the App Store. It's prize picks, daily fantasy made easy. We're also brought to you by our friends at BetQL Daily. Do you feel like the last one out when it comes to sports betting? You don't know where to start? Understand where the market is moving and use smart bets out there and have some fun while you're doing it with our friends at BetQL. And the BetQL Daily is a must-listen show for sports bettors and fans alike. Check out these guys. They're hilarious. They mix it up. The insults are flying between the hosts and the bettors. It's interactive. And the guys, Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth, they serve up what they call wager entertainment, the sports talk you love with betting insights that you need each weekday. Find out where the market's moving across the week on the biggest sporting events. If you miss out on the early games, BetQ Daily has you covered there too with recaps and some of the the best uh, recent line movements as well again check them out at betq daily if you're not sure where to start with sports betting start it with betq daily listen weekdays 9 a.m to noon eastern time on odyssey spotify or your favorite podcast app betql daily we're also brought to you in part by SoBet. since when is sports betting supposed to be so rigid sports betting is meant to be social When I picture betting, I picture bootleggers with mustaches tossing bets around at a speakeasy. SoBet is taking the social lineage of betting and putting a modern twist on it by providing a modern platform. SoBet is changing the game with their new product. Head over to SoBet.io and create an account and find out for yourself. Fully functioning, free web application. You can access a demo of their app that will launch next fall. That app includes consensus lines from Las Vegas, a feed of what other people are betting on, and the ability to send friendly wagers to anyone you know via a text, a QR code, or links, among other methods. No money is transacted on the app, and it's purely competitive. Next time that you're going to be out with your friends watching sports, turn it up a notch. Go to SoBet.io and see who can hit the most ridiculous bets. Users have the ability to place bets off the Vegas odds or generate a bet by changing the metric if they want, as long as somebody's on the other side to accept it. Let's go back to the roots of betting with SoBet. Go to SoBet.io. That's SoBet.io and join the revolution. 
And a reminder, the SGPN app is right there live now in the App Store and the Google Play Store. This app gives you easy access to all of our picks, all of our podcasts, everything in the content from the SGPN family of shows and everything that's going on on the app. Don't forget, give us an app review. Download the SGPN app today in the App Store and the Google Play Store. Look for us. It's the SGPN app. Dogs are barking. Who will get it done this week? Three Dog Thursday now continues. Here again is TJ Reeves. We are back in and we are ready to rock and roll here on this latest edition and get right in to the no huddle underdogs. He's back. The engraved nameplate, the whole bit from the TC Martin Show five days a week in Las Vegas. It is DTC Martin, he is back aboard because he continues to burn down the house. Go ahead, let me have it. As you said a week ago at this time, the Washington football team would make it difficult. You didn't go so far as to say outright win. They got the outright win over my Tampa Bay, B-U-C-C-A-N-E-E-R-S, go Bucks. It happened. Uh, and here you are yet again, TC Martin, ready to dispense another NFL underdog. First of all, how are you? How are things? Everything's great, my friend. Like I said, just uh, staying busy, busy time here. Of course, you know, in Las Vegas, we got fight week. And of course, Raiders have another big game this week. We've got basketball galore from the college basketball landscape with all the tournaments here. The Maui Invitational here in Las Vegas. Go figure it out, right? Right. It's called ESPN. It's got uh, ads to run and checks to cash. Uh, So they need a tournament somehow some way somewhere uh to be played there you gotta say that uh, was better than uh, Asheville, north carolina from where they played <laughs> last true. year right they have moved farther west towards <laughs> maui it's a good point uh from what they had a year ago all right let's get into it uh everybody waiting with bated breath i'm not exaggerating i was on your show earlier in the week tc martin show tcmartinshow.com I still I have a couple of people that have asked me again, in particular, if you had interest in the Thursday night game with the Falcons at home against the Patriots. I again said you've got to wait for the show to find out what he's looking for. The man has picked 11 out of 12 successfully so far on the show. All right. uh, Your public is waiting here. What do you like and where for an NFL underdog to kick us off on the no huddle? Well, I will say this, TJ, uh, you know, with your format. Uh, having to zoom in on the dogs uh, actually has been really good for my handicapping because, you know, really trying to find those dogs that can, can cover and potentially win outright. And we've been having a great time with that. I will tell you this week it will, is not a big underdog week. Uh, the books here for the last two weeks, uh, the dogs have come barking in. I mean, nine out of the 14 games last week, dogs win. Seven out of the nine covered outright. Basically the same thing the week before, three out of the last four weeks. So the dogs have been barking loud. I've got a feeling this is going to be a big favorites week because there are a lot of small favorites. Uh, but right. in accordance with your format, my friend, we will pick a dog. However, this will be the first time that we do not go with a, a large dog. We're going to go with a dog, but this is barely a dog, but it does suffice as a dog. And we are going to go with the New Orleans Saints against the Philadelphia Eagles. The Saints, not much of a dog, but there's quite a few games like this on the board. This is a game where the Saints are due to bounce back. Okay. Alvin Kamara is back this week. 
Uh, Taysom Hill, that may not be like a big deal for a lot of people, but he played last week. He's going to get his probably anywhere from eight to 12 snaps. And that is a big deal, especially, you know, when you have Trevor Simeon as your main quarterback. So look for Hill to actually even maybe possibly play a bigger part in this. But that Tampa, that rather that New Orleans Saints defense, as you saw firsthand a few weeks ago when I picked them against your Buccaneers, they are legit. They are the real deal. This is a perfect matchup for the Saints D going against the Philadelphia Eagles offense that has all kinds of problems on the offensive line. Say what you want about Jalen Hurts. I love Jalen Hurts. He's going to be a fine quarterback, is a fine quarterback, but this could be a mismatch against this uh, Saints defense. When you look at what Philadelphia has done on the other side of the ball this year, this is another big thing. Their defense has gotten shredded at times. All right, They gave up 27 to the Chargers. They gave up 33 a few weeks ago here in Las Vegas to the Raiders. They gave up 28 to your Buccaneers, 42 to the Chiefs, and 41 to the Cowboys. The Saints may not put up that much, but they're going to put up enough to win this game, take care of business, and uh, when you look at the Eagles, they have not beaten a team with a winning record yet. Not going to happen this week. Easy money, easy winner. Reindeer, cashmere, let the doctor take you to the cashier <laughs> with the Saints. He loves the New Orleans Saints. And I heard off of that list with the Eagles, there wasn't a single game where they had allowed fewer than 28 points in all of that. Uh, why are you raining on the parade of Jalen Hurts and uh, an Eagle fan? Because it just it, it started to look now like the last couple of weeks that this is the offense they expected. They're scoring some points. You think the Saints defense is the antidote here, and you're taking that point and a half and saying Saints outright win. Well, you got to remember the Saints are a top 10 defense and they are number one against the run. And we know Philadelphia has really been banged up. I mean, basically, you know, having, uh, you know, several guys come in a running back position. I mean, it's been Jordan, uh, Jordan Howard, then it's been, Correct. you know, Boston Scott. And now, you know, Miles, Miles Sanders, Sanders is supposed right, to right, come back. Right. This, exactly. So, but they are hurt. They're banged up. And the Saints are going to be angry coming off uh, two losses in a row. Now, this is a great spot for the Saints. Feel very, very confident, very, very comfortable in this. I am uh, I'm on board with the doctor. Why would you not be? Again, the man, the man has picked 11 out of 12 successful underdogs. Now, you did this a week ago. I'm coming right back to you again with the Las Vegas Raiders at home against the Cincinnati Bengals off the bye. Uh, this is not the Kansas City Chiefs and Mahomes from last week. I know Joe Burrow is good. Care to warn me off again. You're closer to it in the desert. One more time. Care to warn me off on the no huddle underdogs. On stay away from the Raiders again against the Chiefs, or are you feeling me a little bit that they can win this game at home? Uh, the Bengals are a one-point favorite, and probably it should be flipped the other way around. But this Raiders team is still in a little bit of disarray, and right now there's a lot of people that are questioning Derek Carr. Derek Carr said earlier today in his press conference, you know, they they have this this aura here, and that when things start to go wrong. Then some of the veterans say, here we go again. He stopped short of saying that it's like last year because he's saying that, you know, we have a better team this year. At least people are, are still coming into the building early. They've lost two games in a row. But he said last year there would be teams, uh, there'd be players that would check out basically at this point in time as you get into later in November into the month of December. So I think this is it for the Raiders. Okay, they did not show up last week. We knew it was a great spot for the Kansas City Chiefs last week, that they, it was going to be their get-back game. 
this has got to be the Raiders get back game because the Bengals are a mirror image of the Raiders. They're exactly the same. They've lost two games in a row. They have their high moments. They have their low moments. Both quarterbacks and Joe Burrow and Derek Carr are very inconsistent. So uh, you're looking for the Raiders to snap out of this thing and get a victory. Uh, when you hear, you know, Zach Taylor sitting there and talking about, you know, spending all kinds of uh, time at the craps tables here in Las Vegas. So it's a business trip, but man, I sure love my craps, you know, <laughs> hanging out at the tables for hours and hours and hours. You say, okay, you're, you're saying it's a business trip, but you're going to have some fun while you're here. This should be a good spot for the Raiders. Uh, again, it, the line should probably be flipped. Uh, so I may have a little wager on the Raiders myself. Well, that's not exactly talking me out of it. I mean, last week you had a neon no. billboard up saying, do not do it. So this week, well, I, the last I'm seriously couple weeks, I've been telling you, you know, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, st- stand by TJ timeout rewind. And, and the Bengals are off. You may the be onto something. I think there's better games up there, but there may, know. there may be the, the Bengals off the bye as well. Maybe something to be said for that. We will find out what we do know is that this man is rolling plug away on how we hear you. And I know you got the Friday best bet show coming as we release the podcast on Thursday at the cosmopolitan in Las Vegas, plug away for all of it, doctor. Five days a week, you can listen to the show, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific. And if you miss the show live, go to the website. It's all there for you at tcmartinshow.com. Not only just the the podcast, uh, go check out the interviews. Uh, Again, we cover everything here from football, baseball, basketball. It's all there. And, of course, the fight capital of the world. definitely invested in in all of boxing and we've got uh terrence crawford and showtime sean porter happening this weekend go check out our interview with uh, five-time champ timothy bradley who knows both fighters very very well and actually even mentored uh terrence crawford early in his career so we've got some great stuff on the website go check it out you can follow me on twitter at tc martin 21 facebook as well at tc martin so there it is for you and uh we'll have some fun go to the window let's cast some tickets He's on the New Orleans Saints. Again, TC Martin 21 on Twitter, tcmartinshow.com out there in Vegas. He will also be part of the Big Fight Weekend podcast on the on the boxing here. More of the thoughts on Crawford Porter and the Big Fight Saturday night, World Welterweight title fight there in Vegas. The unelected mayor is going to be at that as well. He's at everything out in Vegas, whether it's a Raider game, a UNLV game, whatever it is. TC, I love it. Uh, if you get it again, it is 12 out of 13. White hot babe he is on the underdogs and he's going with the saints he had his pick of the board for underdogs and he's going new orleans saints who were good to him before tc thank you brother appreciate you no huddle underdogs continue and i love talking to my tampa brother from another mother from the espn louisville station the drive is his afternoon show i love me some mark ennis who's back aboard on three dog thursday to help sort me out a little bit on an underdog uh, maybe even a second one before I hit the record button. He might have a second one. First of all, how have you been? How are things? Uh, all is right with the world because we got Louisville basketball starting up as well as all the football talk here. How you been? I'm never sad that basketball season gets here. You're absolutely right about that. It's the first uh, recording in the new place, so I'm good. I'm good. It's good to talk to you, man. You are looking fantastic for those that can't see us. Uh, we are, we have faces and, uh, and, and voices for radio. Uh, but in any event, uh, underdogage, where do you want to go here? If I say to you, take a look at an underdog, either college football or the NFL, you zero in on one right away. What do you oh, like and why? I'm starting in college. Last week, as Louisville was blowing out uh, Syracuse while Lamar Jackson was kind of just uh, being the Beatles on the sideline, I kept looking. 
And every single time I looked, Samford scored on Florida again. <laughs> it was a disaster. <laughs> and, and, and then Dan Mullen celebrating in the locker room after the game. But they gave up a ton of points, a ton of yards to Samford. Missouri's at home against this Florida team that's already fired its defensive coordinator, fired the offensive line coach. They clearly don't want to be there anymore. Missouri's getting eight and a half at home against Florida. Like, that's such an obvious place for Florida to go on the road at, at 3 o'clock Central. They're going to be cold. They don't want to be there. Right. Like, it just screams. Even if Florida wins the game, and I am not at all convinced that Missouri won't win this outright, it just screams, get rid of him, get rid of this, get rid of us, put us out of our misery. I love the rationale, and uh, it was warm last week in Gainesville, and they didn't want to be there either, obviously, at least on the defensive side of the ball, to your point. Uh, I joked, I don't think I got to tell you this either, off the air. We were in the Tampa airport, a bunch of us, getting ready to fly on the Buccaneer road trip uh, to the nation's capital. And no, I don't want to talk about that. And no, you don't want to talk about that. I don't even know what you're talking about. enough, Enough with the Washington football team. But we're watching 28 become 35, become 42 in the first half. And our consensus was he may be fired at halftime. And right. Spurrier may come down out of – did I text you this? May come down out of the suite with a beer in hand, ready to coach the second half and call trick plays. It had gotten that bad. Yes, they won the game. But my goodness for the Florida Gators – is Dan Mullen a year after a contract extension really going to get fired here for the way that this is ending? And this, I mean, under your theory, this is going to contribute to the landslide here that has him out the door, Mark. No, I, I think you're exactly, you know what it reminded me of? It's, it's the offensive version of when Will Muschamp lost to Georgia Southern. That, right. that is what I thought about. Whereas like, instead of nobody can score, nobody cannot score. <laughs> Great it point. was the most insane thing I've ever seen from afar. And it just, it, you know, in the pros, guys are desperately afraid of getting cut. They know they can't, they can't put bad crap on film like at all. But in college, you can't cut me. You can't trade me. I'm here and I can quit. And I was here in 2018 when everybody quit on Bobby Petrino. Like right. I know what it looks like. And it looks like that. It's a great it point. Listen to Mark Ennis here preaching it with uh, Missouri getting the points in the SEC against those Florida uh, Gators. And we've seen a lot of weird things happen with Florida football over the past 10 or 12 years. It looked like, again, past tense, it looked like Mullen had it all going and on the right trajectory. And now it has just unraveled. They had a two-point conversion against Alabama this year. Yeah. That could have that could have uh, greatly changed the season, maybe if they right. win that game. Right. But uh, this is where we are with Florida. Uh, no huddle underdogs uh, here. And before we scoot and let you promote what you're doing, you said if you were to pick an NFL underdog, you're looking strongly, even though you didn't take it. Uh, just a second one, a bonus one. You would be looking at what NFL underdog, Mark Ennis, ESPN Louisville. Yeah. Dallas is on the road. They're getting two and a half at Kansas City. Kansas City, the last two weeks, they sort of right of the ship, but it's Green Bay without Aaron Rodgers, Las Vegas, who might be going in the tank over the yeah. last couple of weeks here. They're getting two and a half. Dallas might be the close to favorites in the NFC right now. I, give me one more week of whatever Kansas City's trying before I believe that they are sort of fixed and that sort of thing. I mean, Dallas getting points, 
I think I would take that. And the, and the Cowboys just demolished Atlanta last week. You kind of saw that coming. Of course, we say this with pride, Mark Ennis, being Tampa Bay guys and being in the bag for the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers arguably broke the Chiefs once and for all in Super Bowl 55 because they have not looked the same since February the 7th of this year and that game at Raymond James Stadium. I see you nodding along on that. Uh, even in victory, it, it has been a struggle for them. Uh, with turnovers, defensively not very good. We'll see if they have it together with Dallas. My friend, plug away on how they hear you on everything that goes on with ESPN Louisville. Fire away, Mark Ennis. You bet. On Twitter, you can follow me at Mark Ennis. Uh, you can listen to us on uh, at 93.9theville.com. I'm on the drive 3 to 6 uh, Eastern time, Monday through Friday. Louisville's going to be playing on a short week at Duke, but that shouldn't be a problem. But uh, a busy. This is the best time of year for us, man. Louisville football, basketball overlapping at the same time. It's the best time of year, man. Good to talk we to you. We got so much going on here. Again, I love Mark Ennis's insight. It's the drive on ESPN Louisville where we find him. Let's see if the Buccaneers rebound, by the way, on Monday Night Football with the Giants. He'll have eyes on that. Uh, again, it's the podcast release. Louisville playing Duke. They should win easily. We'll see how that goes. Louisville hoops, all of it. He's the man. Mark Ennis, thank you for hopping on Three Dog Thursday with a no-huddle underdog. He's going Mizzou. Thank you, Mark. Anytime, Mark. Anytime. And rounding out those no-huddle underdogs, I love to bring back from the Midwest. He is smiling ear to ear. I can see him because he is still riding high on those Kansas Jayhawks and living off, what were they, a 30 38, 57, 93 point underdog to beat Texas. Anytime that Texas loses and Kansas wins in the same day, it's good. But when it happens at the same site, when it happens in Austin, are you kidding me? How about that uh, for the Kansas Jayhawks? So Tyler Jones uh, of the Jones Report, the podcast of Local News Live. I know you're still riding high even days later, my friend. Welcome back to Three Dog Thursday. It's as good as it gets when Kansas football wins a football game, let alone wins a conference road game for the first time since 2008. So we're certainly <laughs> excited to see Kansas knock off Texas for the second time in five years. Lance Leipold, the Legion is alive and well. It's a good day, my friend. Did you say they hadn't won a conference road game since Barack Obama had just been elected for the first time? Is that what you just said on Three Dog Thursday? I did not know that stat. That That's is why you are who you are. That is accurate, yes. And the way that it all went down, you want to talk about underdogs? It was the biggest upset in the history of the Big 12 Conference when it comes to yeah. spreads, that 35-point line. And they had the huge lead. And then they gave it away, and then it goes to overtime, and you have a heart attack two-point conversion. I just need to know before we get to your no-huddle pick, did you do a victory lap wherever you were? Did you go outside screaming like banging on a pot with a wooden spoon? What did, what did you do when they scored there on the two? I was at a sports bar and hanging around a bunch of Nebraska fans, and they were excited for me. And I was giving high fives all around the room, and – uh, it was a great moment. It was the one time I could unite with the people of Cornhusker land where they were all, where we were all on the same team. I love it. And they haven't been winning very much. So they'll live vicariously even through a Kansas football win if necessary. Uh, that's what we love about that. All right, let's get into it. Uh, we want Thursday. Yeah. 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 Three dog Thursday. Uh, uh, no huddle underdogs. Do you, you have a college doggy for me here? What do you like? 
I do. And it seems like an easy one. Michigan State, a 19-point underdog. The number four team taking on the number seven team. How does that happen? TJ, I don't understand. Michigan State, I don't think they're winning, but by all means, I mean, make it respectable. If they don't come within 19, then my goodness, like that, that would be such a fraud of a ranking for them to be number seven. I think that they can, I would hope anyway, for the sake of the Big Ten Conference, if uh, they have any type of intestinal fortitude, then they can come within 19 points. Well, I like Mel I was- Tucker. He's done a good job. Well, and he's about to get paid big time. If the reports are true that he's getting 90 plus million dollars on a new contract, that's Tyler Jones type money if he's getting that type of dough uh, on a new deal. But here's the warning that I have just real quick on the no huddle underdog. I was against Ohio State last week taking Purdue against that bunch. And they are so explosive offensively. I had the privilege of working the game where they just obliterated Indiana with Tiki Barber on national radio on Compass Media Networks. They've got so many weapons. That's just what scares me. But maybe you believe Michigan State and defense travels and they will be ready to go. I think so. And for me, it's not about Ohio State. It's about Michigan State for me. I think that Ohio State's got an explosive offense. I love what I've seen from C.J. Stroud and Chris Olave. Chris Olave is an NFL receiver playing college mm. football right now. Mm. They're dynamic, but Michigan State should have the horses to slow them down to an extent. I like Ohio State to win the game, but I don't see them winning this by more than 10 points. It's a ton of points. It's a noon Eastern time game in Columbus. And again, I had the same theory. I thought Purdue would score with them and Purdue just couldn't score enough. Purdue couldn't stop them and couldn't score with them. Michigan State may be able to stop them in that game. The other reason why Tyler Jones is smiling on the no huddle underdogs is the Kansas City Chiefs seem to have gotten some swagger back. They got a big win in uh, Las Vegas on Sunday night football last week. Now, Mark Ennis of ESPN Louisville was on just before you saying that he likes that number with the Cowboys getting points as the road underdog Uh, represent here, stand up for the Kansas city chiefs and Patrick Mahomes as well. Well, I don't know, Mark, but I don't think Mark's a very smart guy because the (laughs) Kansas city chiefs are back folks. This team has figured it out. All year before last week, they had never played a complete game on offense or defense, and now they finally have put it together. Patrick Mahomes played his best game all season last week. Their worst football is behind them. Are we really going to hang our hat on the Dallas Cowboys? I'm not betting against Patrick Mahomes on the team that finds new ways to let us down time and time again. The Cowboys... I respect them, but I don't think this is going to be going to last. So the Cowboys eventually are going to come back to, uh, you know, back to reality of some sorts. I think the Chiefs win this game. I think they win by about seven here. Now, here's the thing, though. You haven't met Mark yet in all of our travels and all of our cross-pollination. Even though he's in Louisville, he's a Tampa guy. He's a Buccaneer guy. And we do remember, as I said to Mark, that the Buccaneers – Uh, basically put the Chiefs over their knee and broke them in two back at Super Bowl 55. And some have said... We forgot about that. I don't remember that. Yeah, you've erased that. Some have said the Chiefs have not been the same since then. We'll see how they look against the Cowboys. And again, they're right in position to make a run, make a move, and be in the thick of things in the AFC playoff picture. We'll see. Here's a stat for you. You know what the Chiefs record was in 2018 when they went to the AFC Championship game at this point in the year? Six and four. What's their record right now? Six and four. All They're right, fine. So you, 
You're going for that for the Chiefs, that they will be fine for this week. This guy is fine as well. Plug away for all your stuff, social media, where we find you, podcast, all of it. Go. The Jones Report, uh, available uh, on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you're listening to podcasts. Check us out, and I'll uh, get some great shows there. And also the uh, Let's Go Racing with David Starr podcast. If you want to talk NASCAR, check that show out as well. So I uh, certainly appreciate it. On Twitter, follow me at Tyler Jones Live. Look for the verified check mark. You can find me there. And I certainly appreciate it as always, TJ. Tyler Jones Live and Local News Live is where we watch him as well. Man, you are just a man of many hats. And he is going with Michigan State in that big noon showdown against Ohio State to at least keep it close. We'll see how it goes. And he's repping the Kansas Jayhawks. It's basketball season in Kansas and Lawrence and the Kansas City Chiefs. Tyler, thank you, my friend. Glad to do it. And there he goes. Always love the inside of Tyler Jones. Concluding things here with the no huddle underdogs. That means by way of recap and adding one more doggy, I'm going to go this way. Already in college, I told you all the way back at the beginning of the podcast that I liked the SMU Mustangs, the ponies to hang in, if not win against Cincinnati to at least give them trouble this weekend. Give me SMU in the and the points in a Saturday afternoon game in the American Conference. I will also go off the Power Five radar in college, and I will go to Conference USA and the UAB Blazers. Bill Clark is a name that might get kicked around uh, to, to move up in the Power Five on the coaching carousel. Keep an eye. They're playing Texas San Antonio undefeated. This may be a spot for UAB where Bill Clark already has five covers this year as an underdog, including an outright win against Marshall last week. Uh, the Texas San Antonio Roadrunners have had a great season. They're undefeated. They beat my alma mater, Memphis. They did not cover last week against Southern Miss. Just something says to me UAB will pull an upset here against Texas San Antonio. You heard it on Three Dog Thursday right here on the program. I will go with the Blazers. And again, for both of these schools, they're going to be moving up to the American Conference in a couple of years and all the conference realignment. They'll be moving out of Conference USA. So I'll go with Alabama-Birmingham. UAB, let's see what the Blazers can do. And that uh, will also lead me to that NFL underdog. I'm going to stick with the Las Vegas Raiders, despite what T.C. Martin was saying a little while ago here on it's a short dog week all over the place i like the raiders at home and this is more not being in the camp of the cincinnati Bengals. give me Derek carr and company to keep their afc wild card hopes alive at least a little while longer i think they find a way to win and they get that point or point and a half here against cincinnati by the time we get to sunday afternoon and you know i'm disagreeing with ryan kramer taking those new york giants against my tampa bay buccaneers for Monday night in that boatload of points. Again, worth pointing out, Bucks have covered against the Falcons, the Dolphins, and the Bears as at least a nine-point underdog. We'll see if the Giants can keep it close, but I think the, the Bucks will win, and they might win convincingly in this one on Monday night. For now, that will do it. My thanks again to Ryan Kramer from the Sports Gambling Podcast. He and Sean Green that do a great job and help promote us as well. Appreciate Ryan coming on board. No Huddle Underdogs with T.C. Martin in Vegas and the T.C. Martin Show, Mark Innes in Louisville, ESPN Louisville radio station, the afternoon host, and Tyler Jones of the Jones Report Podcast and Local News Live on the No Huddle Underdogs. I am merely T.J. Reeves. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy all of the underdogs in college football and the NFL. Subscribe, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you get podcasts. And we thank you for finding us here as we love to pick those underdogs. Let's see what happens again this weekend. Is T.C. Martin winning again? 
In the NFL, we're going to find out on his and everybody else's underdogs on Three Dog Thursday. Bye.